Konnichiwa, my friends. Thanks for tuning in to Master Samurai Tech Radio. This is a podcast for appliance techs by appliance techs. We are talking to our brethrens and sisters in the craft. <laughs> Today is May 19th, 2016, and this is episode 15. We're your hosts. I'm Samurai Appliance Repairman. And I'm Mrs. Samurai, and we are the purveyors of MasterSamuraiTech.com and Appliantology.org. Indeed, and you can subscribe to this podcast if you'd like to keep up with all of the latest <laughs> exciting episodes like oh, Dobby sorry. does. Ooh, big old shot of Dobby butt in there. All right, well, that's, you course. never know what you're gonna, what's going to happen. He was hiding on somewhere Master until Samurai we Tech Radio. <laughs> But okay. you can subscribe on iTunes or on our YouTube channel. I know Dobby's going to be picking at the door here in just a, just a few minutes. So Yeah. Well, we got to, in this episode, we're going to be talking about some of the newer features that we've added for our students at the Master Samurai Tech Academy. That's at MasterSamuraiTech.com. Um, and also for our professional appliantologist members at Appliantology.org. Right. We just want to make sure people aren't missing out on all the goodies they've got coming to them. Right. And one of the things that we've been that we've added, we've had this for a while for Master Samurai Tech Academy students, and that's the, our weekly appliance repair training webinars that we do every mm -hmm. Monday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And students can, just like always, get the RSVP connection detail information, uh, information over at MasterSamuraiTech.com at the office hours page. And, right. But now we have included our professional appliantologist members mm -hmm. from appliantology.org where they are also invited and can participate each week, uh, different topics each week. So what this has done effectively because these webinars are all live, you can see the screen, we're talking live real time. It's kind of uh, superseded the tech talk uh, sections right. that we used to do because we used to have a, like a section of tech talk on these podcasts. On this pod, right. Right. And the problem is then you get into it's all audio with, with, with the exception of looking at your beautiful face. <laughs> um, but it's kind of hard to sometimes talk about circuits or um, schematics and tech sheets or technical things without also having some sort of visual to go along with it and explain that. Right. So now with these weekly webinars, so that's going to be superseding uh, some of the those tech talk segments that we have uh, featured, have been featuring here in this podcast. Right, because our, our office hours slash webinars on Monday evenings, occasionally you come with a prepared presentation on something. Right. Um, and, but most of the time it is open Q&A or going over schematics people have sent in. I know you're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, it's just, we've just found it, it's a much more powerful a venue for getting across good tech talk that we've decided not to do tech talk extensively anyway in this podcast. It's a little easier to follow when you get into technical nitty gritty type stuff. And so, for yeah. example, the many of the office hours, the whole original idea was that it was just open Q&A. So as students are going through their coursework over at MasterSamuraiTech.com, whether you're working on the fundamentals course or the refrigerators course or the advanced schematic analysis course, You can bring your questions and you can ask them live. Of course, we always have help, um, interactive help available through the student forums. Mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes it's easier to, if you can just go have a quick back and forth. And oh, I'm having right. trouble understanding, you know, this quiz question or this this tech sheet. So sometimes it'll be um, 
you know, people can bring tech sheets that they're having, that they're um, on a current appliance problem that they're working on and they're struggling with trying to figure out, well, how would I even go about troubleshooting it? That's a great type of thing. And we encourage people, ask people to bring those types of things to office hours because we can pull up that tech sheet on the screen, all look at it together. So it's this collaborative type of thing. Um, and we can offer suggestions how you can troubleshoot that. And the first step in troubleshooting it is understanding what's shown on the schematic. And then using that as your strategy map, you would figure out a troubleshooting strategy. Um, so the idea is then on these open Q&A ones, if there's nobody has any questions, so I'm, I'm there at 7 p.m. Eastern mm -hmm. time. And if uh, some people show up and there's no questions, well, then there's really no need to continue on. Otherwise, I'll continue on as long as people want to stay there, as long as people have questions and there's stuff for us to talk about. Right. Sometimes, as you mentioned, uh, I've got a prepared uh, webinar, uh, a pre prepared presentation on some topic that's been of interest. Some of the past webinars that we've got uh, that I've done um, have been, for example, appliance temperature sensors and devices and their technology, the different types of sens sensors that are used, semiconductors, PM junctions, uh, loading meters, ghost voltages, and triac-controlled neutrals. These recordings, uh, by the way, are available to students at the webinar recordings page over at mastersamuraitech.com. Also, for professional appliantologists, they have those recordings available to them in the professional appliantologist webinars forum at appliantology.org. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and it's known ahead of time. You announce ahead of time yes. uh, on, on mm. the various pages of, at Appliantology or over at Master Samurai Tech what the next webinar is going to be, if it's open Q&A or if you have a presentation coming up. So That's people correct. can know ahead of time what, what it's going to be. Right. And so, for example, we just sent out uh, a newsletter today. And if you're not on our newsletter, you can get on our newsletter at appliantology.org. And you'll see a newsletter link under the Master Samurai Tech banner or over at MasterSamuraiTech.com. And you can subscribe to our newsletter there. Keep up with what's going on. And we also announce the upcoming topics for the weekly webinars. So, for example, yes. I just sent out one today soliciting that uh, you, if you have a tech sheet that you're struggling to understand or a schematic, send it on in and be great fodder for us to talk about during the upcoming uh, office hours. Right. You did that last Monday night. And that was really cool. Yeah. Um, several techs sent in schematics of real life situations that they were dealing with and scratching their heads about. And then, uh, you know, you and, and the couple of dozen other people who were there <laughs> went over it. Yeah, had a pretty good turnout. Um, yeah. And we actually covered three different in the one we did uh, last office hours, did three different tech sheets. Um, for example, the GE glass cooktop range went over that one. And um, uh, that was one of them, one of the three. And that was a good one because mm -hmm. it was kind of a tricky little circuit. That's one where the hot surface indicator light, uh, it's got the glass cooktop on this range, mm -hmm. and it was staying on even when the element that it was indicating was still hot, when it was at room temperature. And so if mm. you look, you have to look at the schematic and see that there are actually two conditions under which that light would come on and stay on. One is that uh, the infinite switch was closed, so the infinite switch for that element, L1 to, L to H1 contacts closed, that would send L1 to the light. The other condition was if that bimetal well, that actually senses the temperature is still closed, it will again supply L1 to that hot surface indicator light, the other side's getting L2, and the light would come on. Either one of those cases. So if, if one of those contacts are closed, or you know if you really do turn on the infinite switch, um, then the light would come on. So, but if with that element at room temperature and the switch off, 
the only way that light is going to come on and stay on during in that situation is if those L1, H1 contacts in the infinite switch are stuck closed or if that bimetal was stuck closed. And we looked at that on the schematic and pointed out, showed, uh, just traced that through how that could happen. What that, mm -hmm. what that points out to us is that first, the, the schematic is your strategy map. You wouldn't even know what, how that circuit worked if, unless you were looking at the schematic. And then in terms of developing a troubleshooting strategy, how do you tell which one is, is bad? A simple little technique is what we call half splitting. That's what we teach in fundamentals, where you just simply separate one of those circuits from the other and then see if the light stays on or goes out. And mm -hmm. if the light, and then, but the thing is, you wouldn't even know which circuits to separate if you weren't looking at the schematic. You wouldn't know where to separate from what. You wouldn't even know how that light was supposed to come <clears> on and which were the controlling contacts for for that light. So that was that's just an example of what right. the kinds of things that we went over in the last webinar, and that's why we solicit you if you've got something coming up. This one coming up uh, next next Monday is an open Q and A. Send in your tech sheets to us. Uh, something you'd like us to go over, and um, we we will go over it. I'm always looking for that. So. Right. Well, and that's a great example of, um, you know, you don't have to think, oh, okay, next time I work on a GE glass cooktop with that particular problem, now I know what to do. I mean, what you were demonstrating was a general approach to, to troubleshooting, to the, using the schematic. Yes, exactly. It's not So it's not product training, and it's not pattern recognition training. It's understanding how to use, interpret uh, the schematic and use that to develop and execute a troubleshooting strategy. And that's the name of the game. It's troubleshooting strategies. And that seems to right. be, um, that's the biggest challenge in what we're doing today with all these circuits, whether it's a computerized uh, appliance, computer controlled appliance, or just a regular old school appliance with no computer in it. You still got to know circuits in order to be able mm -hmm. to figure out when you're dealing with an electrical problem. You've got to be able to know the, to understand schematics, understand circuits, how they work in order to be able to troubleshoot that right. circuit. So, and the more you can practice and see this kind of stuff stepped out, the better you get at it. That's it, and because it, the other thing too, and that's a good point, because this the GE schematic that we were talking about before, it showed something very subtle. It showed this little black jumper going off and just sort of dead ending into the air and called it out as BK parentheses J. But then it, it was like, oh, what's that? It, easy to ignore, easy to overlook. Mm -hmm. It turns out that made all the difference because that little BK parentheses J jumper wire then picked up over at the H1 connection on the infinite switch. So the, you have to sort of make, see that. And it's kind of an unusual depiction. Mm -hmm. All of the manufacturers show schematics a little bit differently. They'll use different symbols for the same things. They've all got sort of quirky representation because there is no real exact industry standard. There are industry standards for how electricity works, but they, they can depict things in slightly different ways and you can't let that fool you. You've got to be able to understand circuits and be able to then infer, oh, this is what they mean by this. This is mm -hmm. how this is supposed to work. This is what they're trying to show. And you just this sort of, is all, yeah. This is also why we we uh, encourage people to pay attention to details and take your time because that's the kind of thing you pick up on. Um, and why it's also great to, to look at the schematics ahead of time when you're a little more relaxed rather than at the job. If it's the first time you're under the gun. And oh, wow. I mean, like this one, if you're trying to figure this out while you're under, while you're under the gun, under pressure, got the time pressure, got your next job coming up and the customer staring at you wondering if you know what you're doing. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, you want to look at it beforehand and figure it out and get some strategy, at least get, make yeah. sure you understand what they're showing you in, in terms of how that circuit works before you walk in the house, you know, while you're relaxed, sipping your coffee and 
Mm, this is an interesting schematic. Hmm. Ooh, and caffeine helps. Caffeine <laughs> is, a, is a big help for these things. So, yes. And we already talked about some of the past webinars that mm -hmm. we had, um, which was good, and troubleshooting with tech sheets and uh, asking for schematics. Yeah, so next, next if, if people happen to be listening to this shortly after we've recorded it, uh, next Monday evening's webinar is also one of these where you are soliciting new schematics to go over. So. Right. Oh, another feature I wanted to point out, too, for professional appliantologist members at appliantology.org, in addition to the professional appliantologist webinars forum where you can get their recordings, you have also have access to even more videos. Um, at, at my Samurai's video classroom. So tech members over at Appliantology have access to that. I just got pages and pages of videos that mm -hmm. I've put together and they're up there. Uh, you can search for them in that um, forum. You can search just that forum at Appliantology and you can also ask questions about the video. And so you can, it's another way to interact. Oh, I saw this technique that you were showing in the video. I'm not sure, how did you figure that out? Or what were you really mm -hmm. doing there? Can you talk more about that? That kind of thing, so. Yeah. And. A new feature that we are mm -hmm. offering um, at Appliantology again, because this episode is a lot about Appliantology, but um, uh, also uh, Master Samurai Tech. But a new feature at Appliantology that we've just started, and it's kind of in beta. Um, <laughs> and, Sorry. Uh, it's, it's the Dobby chat room. <laughs> so, well, we've we've had the chat room for at Appliantology, but it's it's kind of it's an underused feature that we're wanting to bring to the fore right. and encourage people. It is it use. is it has been underused. It's not, and so what I'll do um, a lot of times I'll be at Appliantology and I'm working a lot to, a lot of times in the morning or in the evening or sometimes when I'm hanging out with Dobby and <laughs> and I'll just be hanging out in the chat room to see if people have any questions. And they can mm -hmm. just pop on in and ask on how to use the site, or if they just want to chit chat. It's not just about all work. Uh, you can, people right. can pop in, and anybody can use it, by the way, or any professional paleontologist member can use the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go in there if you if you just want to go on in and hang out and let one of your other brethren come in with you. Uh, mm -hmm. that you guys can talk about politics, sports, whatever. I mean, it's a chat room that's a, available for you guys to use. It's a members chat room. But one of the features that we've added is a lot of times when I'm in there, you can uh, pop on in, you can ask questions. We can even take it to the next level and we can open up an instantaneous join.me. That's who we use for our web meetings. And we can actually pull up the schematic right then and there and, and take a quick look at it and talk real time mm -hmm. once we're on join.me. Um, so that's, that's a new feature we're trying out there. And that's just one of the many features and benefits of being a professional appliantologist yeah. member at Appliantology. So if you're, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're already a member over there, um, just start hanging out in the chat room, you know, when you're doing yeah. things, other things at Appliantology. And um, you can pop it open in a separate window, right? Yeah, yeah, it'll open right there in the same window, but you can just right click it and then open it. And, or you can just drag the tab if it's opening in the, uh, in the same, like, I use a tabbed browser, so Safari does everything in tabs. Um, you can just drag that tab right out from your browser, and voila, you've got a new window there with your with the chat room open in it. And you can then keep going on in your other window and 
be browsing through Appliantology, be searching for manuals, be whatever else you're right. doing. Check your computer. email even. Check yeah. your email. Right. Um, and well, meanwhile, you're just the chat room is just sort of open to the side. And if you open it in a new window, um, then what'll happen is when somebody comes in, you'll hear a ding dong. Yeah. And it'll be pretty loud if you've got the sound turned on. Just look for the little sound speaker icon. And if you see a little speaker and it's got the little wavy things coming out of it and the sound is on. If that, if you don't see any wavy things after it, just look for it. You'll see it. And you click it on and it'll tell you whether the sound mm -hmm. is on or off. You can even do a little test post. And when you post, you should hear it go whoop. Make that right. cute. Can you do that? Whoop. Whoop. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> so, Thank so, you. so somebody comes in and what's the sound you hear? Ding dong. And, so, and somebody makes a post in the chat room. I'm laughing. <laughs> so yeah, so you you don't have to just be like stuck in the chat room. Oh, I'm looking. At, I'm waiting for the, somebody to come in. No, I'm not. A lot of times right. when I'm in the chat room, I open it up and it's off to the side while I'm answering questions at Appliantology. I'm looking up uh, service manuals for my upcoming service calls. I'm answering oh, well, emails. Sometimes you're in the kitchen grabbing a fresh beer and suddenly you hear ding dong and you go running back. Yeah, I'm only getting the beer though at like eight in the morning. I I don't do any beer before eight in the morning. No. Yeah. Sounds got to be pretty fully up. Right. So. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so that's uh, that's yep. a sort don't of tips shy. on how don't be shy. Don't hang out. Tips on how to use the chat room exactly. Just go and hang out and wait if you if you just want to chit chat, or and then we can even t if I go in and we got a question that looks like it would be more efficaciously answered on join.me, then we could kick it up to the next level. Do you like that efficaciously? You you've got it out very well. Is that a word? It is a word. Wow, wow. I think I you used I, it right. I thought I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's word now. If yes. It wasn't before. Thank you. Thank so, you. I've trademarked on For anyone who, who isn't, hasn't used chat much, um, you're not expected, like Scott said a minute ago, to be like ready to reply right away. I mean, there, it's known that people are often hanging out in chat while doing other things. So, you know, yeah. if there's slight delays and when you reply, that's fine. You know, it is time shifted. So it's exactly. not like a phone call where you're there and you're 100% attention. And no. it's weird if you don't reply right away. Exactly. Yeah. So you do, somebody types in something and, you know, maybe it takes you a moment to get back to it because you're doing something else. That's fine. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's totally laid back and relaxed that way. Yeah. So, again, that's just one of the other features and benefits for professional appliantologist members along with uh, all the service manuals that are available. And you can request mm -hmm. manuals and and of course, there's the peer-to-peer -peer help in the forums and all that happy stuff. So a the, huge amount of stuff. It is. We well, and this is kind of our philosophy. It's always been our philosophy. So uh, professional plantologist membership is $149 a year, but you get a scad of benefits. You can go to the uh, professional plantologist membership page and see they're all listed there. But that's what we always try to do: is way over deliver on value for what people. Are paying us because I don't want people to feel like they're not getting their money's worth. That's the last thing I want to hear. So yes, we do charge. It takes money to keep up the site. It take, my time costs money and and the resources cost money. But I think people, and from what we've heard, people are definitely getting their money's worth and more mm -hmm. so. And that's what we try to do: way over deliver for what you pay. Well, I know you've done that for me. Oh baby, <laughs> just keep on paying. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the right. Uh, Anyway, okay. TMI. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we probably ought to go ahead and sign off before we get ourselves I think, in trouble. Yes, that that's a, that's it for now. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Thanks, every, thanks everybody for uh, stopping in and watching. Thanks for hanging in there, putting up with us. 
So I sure appreciate you being uh, connected to with us in some way, Whether even if you're just watching this video. Thank you so much for watching. And if you like it, uh, you like this podcast, then tell your friends about it on iTunes or subscribe to our YouTube channel and spread the word. Yes. Spread the word. All right. So um, just a reminder of the web addresses. You want to you tell people about that, hon? MasterSamuraiTech.com and Appliantology.org. Right. And the way I distinguish those masters, because people often think that there's some crossover <laughs> between, their, between the two sites. They're two completely different sites, mm -hmm. completely different domains, completely different sets of software that run them. So membership at one does not transfer over into membership at the other. Just a little point of confusion that we get from uh, people every now and then, which understandably, you know, it's run by the same people, but it's, they're totally different websites and right. they have different missions. They're totally different purposes. Uh, yes, it's all appliance repair, but MasterSamuraiTech.com is our structured online training site. You can train uh, rookies or experienced techs. We've got a lot of experienced techs, 10, 20, 30 years experience, uh, experience in some cases, going through the training there and picking up new skills that they never picked up before. Basic electricity, et cetera. You can look at the courses there in the course outline. So it's a, that's where you get your structured online training site. We call Master Samurai Tech our tech training site. And appliantology.org.org is our tech support site. And that's where you go to get peer-to-peer -peer help on problems that you're currently working on out in the field on a service call. Mm -hmm. You can download service manuals, tech sheets, bulletins, etc. If you're not finding what you need by searching, you can request that uh, a particular manual, tech sheet, whatever. We will find that and upload that for you, make it available. Uh, either place you get, uh, if you're a student at Master Samurai Tech or a professional plantologist member at Appliantology, you have access to the live weekly webinar training. So, uh, but they are different websites. So just, yep. to, and they have different, their own separate uh, missions and separate memberships there. So just wanted to put that out there as well. I thought that would be a, uh, a good, good point. Yeah. Okay. So, well, that's it. And thanks again for watching, listening. If you're listening to just the audio portion on uh, your, uh, your podcast spread on iTunes, uh, or if you are watching on YouTube or the YouTube player, then uh, thanks for watching. So. Yeah. And until next time, sayonara. Bye.